for me, real estate was always about meeting people and to be able to pour into people, to sit down in front of them and say, okay, Caleb, what are you? Like, I want to meet you exactly where you're at. And I know that I'm very good at helping people find their, you know, their, their whatever, whatever their why, their fuel, whatever it is that gives them enthusiasm to move forward. For me, that was like exciting. Like I wanted to go to, to work every day and, and you know, so I could see, you know, where you're at. And then, you know, being able to provide safety, being able to provide trust, being able to, you know, just basically show the people appreciation for their work and show them respect. Hi everybody, David Donaldson here with Joe Martin for another episode of Entrepreneurial Impact. Really excited this week to have Eric Quadros with us out of the Falls Church KW United Market Center. Eric has a quite an amazing background from military to business owner to family man to soccer coach, and I'm really looking forward to learning all about it. So Eric, welcome to Entrepreneurial Impact. How's everything going? Hey fellas, thank you so much for having me here today. I know you guys will be having a great impact and in this podcast, and it's a privilege and honor to, to sit here with you guys. And from my humble opinion, I, I don't even know why you guys brought me in to begin with, but I'm, you know, I'm happy to be here, and I'd love to share and talk to you guys about whatever it is that I can contribute to you to your podcast and and your audience. That's what, Eric. That's one of the things why I love about you, and that's why you are here, right? So I've had the privilege of working alongside of you for going on six or seven years now, and I've watched you pour into people through businesses, through emotion right, through your morning mantras and your videos, right, and your spirit, and I've seen people grow, like just being around you and working with you, but that all stems from somewhere, right, we all have to have been exposed to it or experienced it, and for you, I know that goes back a ways, so why don't you just kind of take us back a little bit about where you started, because I know you have some pretty impactful people in your world, tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, you know, there's, you know, it's a little bit to my story, and I, I like to, I always come from a humble perspective, right? So, you know, I didn't come to America until I was almost, you know, 17 years old, and, and you know, I didn't speak any English prior to that. I didn't even actually know that I was going to come to America because my dad left, you know, South America, my mom, when I was three years old. So when he called me at age 17, said, hey, you have an opportunity for you to come to America, that was, you know, uh, uh, you know, wow. It's like, really? Like, I get to... I get to be like the A-team, I get to, you know, I used to watch a lot of shows in Latin America, like the A-team, Airwolf, and all those things in American culture. And I said, wow, I'm, I'm actually gonna get to go to America. So uh, that, I mean, it all started there. And then, you know, ended up here and um, learning some English and, and ultimately being able to graduate from high school and not knowing anything. And then the Marine Corps recruit again, a hold of me, uh, you know, a year before I graduated. So it was technically, very little time before, you know, I just couldn't get a high enough SAT score. <laughs> it didn't matter how many times I took it. You know, I just, you know, I was good in the math, but the English and all those SAT words that I, you know, still I don't use. Uh, maybe Joe uses it from time to time because I know he uses the big words and the SAT words because he loves to read. I do too. Um, but I, I, at that time, I, you know, I could barely read. So uh, joined the military and the Marines when I was, you know, 18 and and then, you know, I did 20 years of service. There's a lot of influences throughout that life. But I mean, yeah, go into it. But technically, just I've been blessed, right? So we're having a lot of folks that poured into me at times when I, you know, I, would, I didn't think I was worth the time or worthy of the, the time that they were spending on me. So for me, it was, you know, it's always been about, you know, teamwork and, 
you know, just plugging into people that I wanted to learn from and, and understanding that there was a purpose of, you know, you know, to have a meaningful life, I needed to, to just look for people that I wanted to emulate or, or to learn from so I can, so I can learn from them and ultimately, yeah. Uh, you know, I guess get back. Pretty radical change in your world. One thing just being uprooted and moving to America, right? At 17, finishing in a, your high school here, right? And I know you ran cross country, right? While you were here. Yeah, and then a year later, joining the military. I mean, that's pretty dramatic. So I think you're kind of toning that down a little bit. Yeah, it's, I mean, it was it was shocking, you know, and yeah, I, lo- I love sports, so I, I was plugged into that. But the the, the thought is um, life sometimes kind of just gives you opportunities. And uh, for me at that moment in time, I was like, well, you know, I can remain in Colombia and, and just, you know, follow the status quo or I can jump into this opportunity to learn a new language and to be able to go and reenact all the things that I see in the movies, like usually what, like Top Gun, E.T., uh, you know, all those great shows and movies that that uh, most of you saw in your childhood or your younger years. Um, and that for me was like, man, I, I'm gonna get to actually be there and, and live it. So for me, it's always been about, you know, kind of being in awe, really. It, it's like every day I get, that I get to, to spend in the U.S., and you know, obviously through my years in the service and look, being able to look at the stars and stripes, you know, and, and to live that or what I things that I used to see as a kid that I never thought I would be able to even touch, uh, it's a uh, it's a privilege, it's an honor. I mean, and I still live it to this day. So um, it's really cool stuff. So Eric, you're talking about a lot about being humble and giving back and being blessed and having a lot of like amazing things happen to you. And you're, I know I know this about you from just being humble in general. I got to take me back here. So I think a lot of the benefit of people listening in today is like giving the giving people hope, right? Like if you you can't thrive unless you you survive first, right? And a lot of people can't even see like how is that even possible? Like you know, I'm barely being able to find somebody for a lease, or I'm barely finding you know, one buyer a year, or like I don't even know how I can get into real estate because blah blah blah. So my question to give people some understanding of your background and your journey as far as an entrepreneur, what you get done with your 20 years of service. So thank you for that, obviously, um, former Marine. My my question is: so you get out of the service, right? And a lot of people go into contracting, especially because where we live in DMV and you chose real estate. So walk me through, because like a lot of people listening today are form, could be former military just based on the listening demographic. And a lot of people are former military that are in real estate. So for your journey, when you got out, why real estate? So, you know, about my 15th year of Mark, um, we, my, my wife and I, um, we were at the moment in time, we're living in Puerto Rico, we're stationed there. And uh, we, I got stationed in a unit in uh, Capital Jew, North Carolina, which is a highly operational unit. Uh, and, you know, it, she, was, she, she used to run a bank prior to, you know, to actually being into real estate. But we, we were planning, like the goal was to retire after 20 years. And uh, when we moved to the Carolinas, we found that the, the real estate market in the Carolinas was like fluid because people, all come, you know, Marines were always coming and going and, and then we had Navy as there as well, we had like over, I would think we said close to 65,000 Marines and sailors in, in the duty station where we're at in Campbell, June. 
So I told my wife, I said, hey, we got to go into real estate right now because you know, I'm shaking hands, kissing babies, winning hearts and minds every day. I'm meeting people that are moving. Um, and it's, I think there's a great opportunity for us to, to start planning, you know, uh, what our life is going to look like uh, after I retire from the Marines. So we, we started, you know, and, I, you know, I'm, I'm not good looking at all. So I, I always wanted my wife to be in all of Christmas, the business card. So Sheila wasn't everything. Like I put her on, you know, and. By the, by the way, my wife's name is Sheila Quadros, and, and she, she's my everything. But, you know, I started putting her on just about, you know, listing signs. I mean, I could, I'm, there was actually a story where I was in, in, in actually in Afghanistan. I used to carry a stash of cards that was this thick in my, in my, in my chest. And my thing was like, I'm gonna, I was going to hand it out. But I said, if I have a guy hitting the chest, we'll have to hit the cards first. Oh my and, then, and then the seven plate. But it never happened. But that, that was, I guess, if I kept it close to my heart, I wouldn't get hit by a bullet. So I used to hand out those cards to everybody. But it all started, uh, to answer your question, Joe, uh, in preparation for what one day will be a, you know, imminent, uh, you know, end to my military career. And uh, my promise to her was that if she started um, that, you know, real estate career, that I will follow her once I, you know, I, w I walked away from the military. And that's that was that was my goal, and and it was, it was it's a promise that I kept I gave to her before we even retired. So we're gonna build a real estate business, and that's how we right. started. So why real estate? I mean, that was awesome that like, you had the foresight five years beforehand to get Sheila like in there and and getting getting things going so that you could join her. But what was it about real estate? Was it her? Was it you? Like who? What? Like we had a story of one yes. of my friends was like. I was down and out. I just got fired from my job. And at 3 a.m., I had a bottle of wine and an infomercial comes up about how you can make millions of dollars. And I got my real estate license. And that's how this person got into it. No, actually, a realtor, a realtor in North Carolina, she was with a company that um, you know, I, want, I choose to not discuss at this time. But she was she was great. She was actually Spanish, but she she became a great fan of ours. And, you know, she met Sheila and, and us and it's like, hey, look, we got a great opportunity here. We'd love for you guys to come work with me. And, and we say, and, you know, she showed us what that looked like. And I was like, how many people do I need to go talk to? Because I know, like, if you tell me I got to talk to 10 people a day, I'll talk to 10 people a day. If I, and then, like, it became, for me, it became fun because, I, I, like, you will hear me say this often. I think David has heard me before. I love to shake hands, kiss babies, you know, win hearts and minds. But he started with, you know, smile, style, and profile, shaking hands, kissing babies, and win hearts and minds. Because that, I feel that, you know, that's where, you know, where real estate lives, right? The, the, the whole point that you got to go meet more people every single day in order for you to be able to build relationships that will ultimately, will, you know, turn into conversations that are related to the word home, right? And when you talk about home, eventually somebody, that you, you know, between the seven to 10 year cycle, they'll do something related to real estate. But you guys already know that. I'm just kind of telling you like the mad science lab that, that I got going on in my head when it comes down to just meeting people. Like, you know, the more people you meet, the more you hear about them, right? Their stories. Everybody wants to talk about their story. And in time, you know, if you really are genuine about the conversations, uh, it just becomes a natural flow. Like they, if they ever find out that you're, that you love to help people buy, sell, or invest in real estate, they, they gravitate towards wanting to, you know, to be part of that, you know, experience with you. And that's really what it has been since, since we started. I hope that answered your question. No, it does. And I think it's just good for people to understand that like, hey, where was his start? What, you know, how do you do that? Those type of things. I think just grounding people and like, 
the humble beginnings is really cool and that it was literally just a, a conversation with your realtor that you, at that point in North Carolina that was like, hey, I really liked her, became a personal friend of the family. But if it wasn't for that person, I think this is the key part that I'm taking away is that the who in your life makes a difference. Because if it wasn't for at that point in time when you were ready in your life to think about what the next chapter was and then having her in your life and then give that experience if it wasn't for those two two things, you can talk about like fate, luck, the stars aligned, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But I think people like I think this goes back to like just impact in general is that realize that like everybody, every person is at a point in their life, and like the conversation that you have with somebody can change the trajectory of it. Now, she at that point in time didn't think anything of it that like you'd be in the mil like go from military to real estate to be doing all the stuff that you're doing with a billion dollar office in false church but like but that one conversation at that point in time when you were ready to hear it and she was ready to give validity to whatever that thing was the stars aligned and it was actually the thing that propelled you forward and i think a lot of people have to like those of you listening today is it like be open-minded no matter how time many times you've gone to a training or education or the rooms you've been in is that you never know when one conversation is going to change the trajectory of your life and you know for you going from military to real estate I think that was 100% what it was yeah 100% no, Eric what's what's intriguing about a lot of this is you know it kind of falls into a lot of the stories of, of entrepreneur entrepreneurialism in real estate, but you found a career path with your wife through real estate and building a business and team, but you are non-licensed you know, in, in, in the business, right? So you've kind of helped grow and build a team in, uh, in North Carolina and then coming here north to Virginia, but your impact on the region, on your market center and the associates locally have been about a leader and how for them to build businesses. Now, how have you been able to connect with people through the experiences that you've had, right, to get them to listen to you to build their businesses and make their lives bigger? For, you know, thank you for asking that. For me, it's always been about, like, the, the thing that, when I retired out of the military, just so you know, you understand, for me, it was being able to buy time back. So, for me, it was always about getting back the time that I did not get to spend with my family when I was deployed. I had multiple, several deployments, four deployments, two to Iraq, two to Afghanistan, the all 12 months of all higher. So when I was going to retire, or when we decided we we're going to retire, for me, it was going to be to focus on the things that I love most. And one of the things that the privilege that I had was to lead men into combat, which ultimately uh, could result in, you know, life and death. For me, coming into an environment where now like it became fun. Like for me, real estate was always about meeting people and to be able to pour into people, to sit down in front of them and say, like, okay, but where are you? Like, I wanna meet you exactly where you're at. And I know that I'm very good at helping people find their, you know, their, their whatever, whatever their why, their fuel, whatever it is that gives them enthusiasm to move forward. For me, that was like exciting. Like I wanted to go to, to work every day and, and you know, so you see, you know, where you're at. And then, you know, being able to provide safety, being able to provide trust, being able to, you know, just basically show the people appreciation for their work and showing show respect. I mean, a lot of a lot of things that, you know, sometimes agents don't get, like show them that they weren't just a number, that I was actually going to be able to be there in front of them and give them validation and encouragement and, and help them, you know, dedicate themselves to growing a career um, where some, sometimes that, you know, you need somebody, you know, meeting you in the front line of your business or the front line of your of your life to help you move forward. 
Um, and, and that's, you know, that's exactly what I did in the military for my, the Marines that I got to serve with. And that's exactly the way I look at it when I come to work every day. I, you know, that when someone sits in front of me or they, 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 you know, they put in the hand up, you know, and they put in the hand out and they just like, Hey, I, I need help. Hey, can you, can you help me, you know, do something or whatever it is that they're looking to accomplish. I'm, you know, I, I like to do it. And that's really where, where everything comes from. I think that's, Pretty much the you know my purpose or so the reason why I exist. I, I I like to think that I'm I like to serve people, and that's you know part of why I do the videos that I do. And I think that you mentioned that in, in the beginning. You all started because you know there is a uh, you know uh, veterans that commit suicide every day, 22 that commit suicide every day. And then about six years ago, I said you know what I'll do a video or two or three every every week to try to give people encouragement. It turns out that they encourage a lot more than veterans. So for me, it's just about helping people. So I got one other question because we we haven't had this opportunity to to have somebody on the podcast, or maybe we have Dave, and I'm just getting old and can't remember anymore. Right? Too many <laughs> shots to the head from playing football. Um, my my real question is, Eric, you've got a, a great story that I I value a lot, mainly because of the transition from sit from military to then sales, and then from sales into leadership, right? And I know from talking your discussions about lead generation programs you got going on, uh, that your goal is not to be out showing houses and that it's kind of to help people understand how to make contact with people and then also lead and serve, right? You, you use that word service a lot. And I know it really comes from the heart based on the, uh, the military background. My question for you is, you went from sales to leadership. And I think for those listening today, there's a important story and important understanding about why you made the transition from sales to leadership and how that has impacted your life. So tell me that, why did you go from sales into leadership? What was it for you? And what has that leadership opportunity done for you? Well, for, for that, so for those that are in sales, right? I think that there's, there has to be a plan or, or something that you, you have to grow into something, right? You have to become something or whatever, you know, because of it, the, the goal is not to be to, to do the same thing for the rest of your life, because if you're doing the same thing, eventually you become monotonous and you feel like you're dying. It feels like you're not you're not expanding. You're not growing. But for me and, and my wife, because, I you know, everything, just about everything that I do with her now is a team effort was that we we knew what we had to like hit the ground running from the beginning and and and, you know, building up credibility to where, you know what, we know this well enough to be able to transition, to be able to serve others. So when we, uh, as we started to transition towards leadership that we knew that there, you know, obviously it's not as, I mean, we'll call it sexy if that's okay. Uh, because, you know, obviously if, you, if you're selling real estate, you're making a lot more money. That's just the end of it. And in leadership, there's a sacrifice in, in earnings at the beginning that, you know, that will require for you to be patient and, and, and you know, and, and just, serve like helping people grow because if you serve enough people over time you'll find that the that the benefit of that is much greater than than the amount of time that you spend in, in some in, to some extent in selling real estate so for us it was just about finding that work-life balance and focusing on what we needed to do to to be able to grow the people around us to ultimately have the the freedom that we wanted in our personal and professional lives Uh, 
I hope that you know did that did that did that answer your question, man? Sometimes, man, I just go into these things and no, you're, you're good. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And then like the thing that I think that everyone needs to hear is that there is opportunities on the leadership side. Oh, there is. Yeah, 100%. Sales, right? That like what? So what are those opportunities on the leadership side that had you not taken a leap from sales into leadership, had you been able to experience? Right now, man, I'm just going to say this to you, man, like the world is changing so fast. And, and I'm sure you already read that, you know, the, the industrial revolution about the importance of information about, you know, how people get excited about the, 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 the just the client experience or the, you know, being, I think there's models, right? And then they're kind of this, they're just the foundation of how things work. But how this world is working these days, if you have the information, you're able to mold things and do just anything, like basically anything you want. So for, for me, and I would just speak to what we're talking now with when it comes down to uh, the rice, right? And when I saw the word rice, I was like, man, this is great. This, this is going to be, you know, we're always talking to if you have leads and you have people and then the tools that are necessary to do it, then, you know, basically, I mean, you can grow just about anything. Um, but for me right now is the excitement of, of, you know, being able to, to work with agents and hold them accountable to, you know, the working with leads and how that has become something where like they now expect that, you know, if they do certain things, they get certain results, right? That's the whole, you know, extreme ownership. I'm not sure you read that book as well uh, for, you know, hey, look, we want to be successful. You know, we got to be able to, you know, to, 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 to work every single day, like, you know, the cover and move, the simple, the priority ties and execute, the centralized command. You're uh, like, you know, around with your book collections. You brought up extreme ownership and literally it's, it's, it's a reach into my. And, uh, <laughs> okay, it's a great book. Right. And, you know, and, 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 and the thing about it is that there's so much to learn. And I mean, I always gravitate towards the military, right. Um, because I'm a Marine. Uh, but the truth is that all these principles and things that we learn from different, from different people are so essential to, the success of humans, right? Because that that we think is most unique to us is most universal. So uh, I, I believe that, you know, there, there is so much out there that we can focus on to, to, you know, to work with our agents or the people that we have the privilege of helping them to teach them that they, they might've been, you know, they, in their previous lives or before they got to meet us, they had an understanding of what they thought they knew. And if they opened their minds and surrendered to the systems and tools, they might, they might, they might be uh, privileged enough to experience life from a different uh, scope. And I mean, I, I mean, scope. I'm talking about from a 50 caliber rifle, sniper rifle. Um, and I, I think I tell <laughs> David this all the time: the side by deadly approach. Because you know they might not see you right now, but they're gonna hear the big bang when you achieve the success that you so much wanted because you focus on the target day after day after day after day. And then when you squish that trigger, it was a guaranteed hit because you did exactly what you were supposed to based on the goals that you set for yourself. So part of that, part of that growth is knowing yourself and then seeking self-improvement continuously. Um, just one of the principles that, you know, it's a leadership, it's a Marine Corps leadership principle that I, that I live by. So, man, I take so much stuff, man. Sometimes I just go into this, <laughs> into these things. Uh, you know, but yeah. you, I've never seen you not, right? I think this is a lot around your personality and your mindset and, and your background, right? I've never seen you not throw yourself into something or someone a thousand percent, right? Whether it's Toys for Tots or it's coaching 
or it's coaching soccer or maps build business building for the, the associated program. And more recently, and I know this is obviously because you're back in the military now, is that you now are working with military and former military and transitioning, retiring military to kind of follow in your footsteps, which was recognize an opportunity through real estate. If you want to kind of take a little bit to talk about that passion that is driving you right now. Um, yeah, absolutely. Dave. I'm happy to do so. So a few months back and, you know, through our growth calls, uh, KWRI, you know, they talk about KW military and, you know, with the case core opportunity to realize that, you know, and the military has been working through uh, uh, programs that, that help military. And, and I think our company is operates a lot like the military. We are, our mission, our vision, our values are aligned with a lot of the things that military folks are doing. And, uh, and at, at the K-School was a platform that can provide a, like I did, a transition from, you know, military life onto, you know, going into something and feeling like you belong. Uh, so yeah, I'll put it out in the open. So I'm 100% disabled, right? And, and part of that is PTSD, my disability. Uh, and I didn't have K-School back in the day, but I was hey, Eric, lucky enough. For, yeah. for those that are listening that don't know what K-Score is, we're just going to say that's an opportunity to get into real estate and learn right. about the business and get pre-licensed and get it educated on the processes and real estate itself to become a licensed realtor. Right. And then, you know, the opportunity was great. So I basically took that and I took it to DOD uh, to start with the Army and the Marine Corps and uh, took it to headquarters Marine Corps at the Pentagon level. Um, and they, you know, we had several meetings about the opportunity in conjunction with uh, KWRI, uh, Keller Williams Realty International, uh, and we were granted the opportunity to communicate with all the transition officers uh, for retired military across every Marine Corps and Army installation uh, worldwide. And we have, you know, slowly working towards, you know, creating a package that is ultimately going to allow military members and their families to, to look at real estate as, a, as an opportunity for when, you know, before they retire to create a plan. And then after they retire as a, you know, as, as the future of their family. Um, and, you know, there's still things we need to discover because every story is different. Um, and I, I've, been, I've been treating it kind of like with white glove, white glove treatment, because I, I think every single military member that, you know, engages in this opportunity needs to be treated with the same level of respect that, you know, that any other person does, and then some more. Because, you know, military members are, are exposed or experience things that most um, civilians don't. So there needs to be somebody on the other side that understands what a transition means and, and you know, some of the, the courage that are required to, to, you know, to face that opportunity uh, one day at a time. Yeah, I, I, I love that mission and I, and I couldn't think of somebody better to lead that than you, right? And I think a lot of people look at it and, and fail to understand that it's not just a transition for the individual that was in service, but obviously the spouse and the families as well, right? That, that's a change for a lot of them to have somebody back home again, to transition from one lifestyle to what's next. Um, and I, I just want to thank you for that. Yeah, 100%, man. I, I, I love it. It, just, it excites me every day that I could change someone's life. And I could probably talk to, you know, to Joe about, you know, what, what it would look like for us to build some 
really awesome military divisions and in, in our market centers, you know, and engage in military at a, a deeper level. Because uh, yeah, I think I mean, there's, there's a great opportunity there. Yeah, I mean, like it's a huge opportunity because we did on um, drawing a blank on the, the program. Uh, one of the first intern, actually, probably one of the last interns. Skillbridge. Well, I'm trying to think. Like we had, um, it was it was with the Air Force, though. It was uh, yeah, Skillbridge. Yes, yeah, hundred percent. Yep, we used um, Skillbridge for a uh, gentleman that transitioned out of the Air Force, and he ended up getting his real estate license in that six month period. It was a great transition period. Uh, and I felt really awesome being able to support somebody where he was like, hey, I want something a little bit different and it's not really cookie cutter and being able to sit down with that individual, go through like what he wanted to get out of it for six months to make sure that he had good um, assimilation into civilian life. And I, I thought it was really cool being able to give him not only sales, but leadership and management brokerage. It was just a really cool thing. So if we're able to move with K-Score through SkillBridge, that, that's a game changer. Man. That's a bridge, exactly. Because SkillBridge is only 180 days before they, re, they get out of the military. K-Score is any time they want to start. So if we're able to build that bridge from whatever it is that they decide that they want to start that career, when the 180 days hits right before they retire, they're ready. Like we're, we're bringing in like fully loaded magazines. Like folks, these folks are ready to go. Like they yeah. come to us, they're already licensed. They're ready to, you know, high five with us and then get right to work. And we have all the infrastructure, you know, productivity coaches, you know, rise programs, you know, and all our leadership in our market centers, like nationwide are like, I'm ready to go. Like we're, we're just ready to, you know, bring them in and make you feel like they're part of our family. So I think that, you know, that's, that's a huge opportunity for, you know, for all of us. For sure. Listen, Eric, I, I really appreciate your time. As I know, does Joe, we, we really look forward to seeing you continue to lead, you know, your market center and, this initiative or was the other things, like I said, I've never seen you do anything half-assed in my life. So I can only imagine what is to come for you in your future and the future of the people that surround themselves around you because you pour into people like nobody's business. And thank you for that. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. And, you know, like I said, it's a privilege and honor to be here. And for all those of you out there, just remember to smile, style, profile, shake hands, kiss babies, bring hearts and minds. <laughs> And make sure that whatever it is that you talk to anyone, let them know that you care. Like, don't go, don't go sell houses. Just go and change lives, and everything else will be easier for you for the rest of your life, as long as you continue to grow your business and you're doing it for the good of others. Yeah, I tell you what, and you haven't lived until you've seen some of uh, some of Eric's uh, morning motivational speeches. <laughs> we'll make sure we include that link in in the podcast release. But uh, that's some real moving stuff right there. It's awesome. I mean, I, I mean. I don't even know. I thought I was good with bumper stickers, but Eric, you bring them to a whole other level. Man. I'll tell you what, forget real estate. Go get some bumper stickers. You think that guy said like smile and be happy, right? Like I think about the Forrest Gump thing where he wipes his face with the mud and all of a sudden the smiley face comes out on the t-shirt. He's got a million dollar idea. Just put those on bumper stickers, man. You're not going to have to work a day in your life. Let's go. <laughs> well, I appreciate you, Eric. Thanks for your time today, buddy. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode of Entrepreneurial Impact. Have a great day.